in in last year, this year actually, no, no, it was in 2020. Jaime, the, the CEO of Furia, posted a, a tweet, mentioned that they were looking for HR professionals for Furia, and I was like, really? huh, that, that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> and, and actually, that's the first thing that I, I that I would like to share for for people that are listening or watching the, the podcast to follow people and uh, that are on the board of co companies that you admire, even not only on esports, but for, I don't know, beverage, for sports organizations, right. follow the, the, the management because usually they, they share those opportunities. It's a, a good way to connect with them first, but people tend to underestimate the, the business potential of esports. You know, right. when you talk about food, for example, we were the first company to have the Nike sponsorship in, in the whole world. You know, yeah. Nike, Nike decided to bet in food because they understand that esports is growing and that food could represent their brand in esports. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast. And today we're here with Bruno Yamakawa. And Bruno, how are you? How how's everything going? I'm good. I'm good. It's a little bit cold. Uh, not cold here compared to Europe, but it's cold in Brazil. But uh, besides that, we are we're cool. We're cool. <laughs> that, that, that's great to hear. I mean, like actually, Norway is pretty pretty good right now. Like it's uh, that, super you, warm. you just start recording, and that and we have this super <laughs> cat guest star. Who is it? <laughs> It's Yuna, my cat. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we have to. It, it's not the first time we had a pet pet on our podcast, so good, it's, good. Uh, it, that, that that's what happens with home office. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's my and then, my colleague. <laughs> and, and I guess he was uh, just super excited to be part of the podcast as well. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. She loves these parts. She loves those things. So you know. It's natural. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruno, thanks, thanks for taking the time, and uh, and it's gonna be exciting, you know, learning a bit, a little bit more about your journey, uh, what you're doing at Furia, and uh, and some tips that you have, you know, as a HR manager. There's a lot of people out there, you know, listening in right now, and and kind of like exciting about, you know, wanting to work in esports, you know, wanting to be part of this growing industry, and. Like I said, for those of you that are tuning in, you know, make sure to like the video, subscribe as well to the YouTube channel, so you get free tips <laughs> every week. You know, it's uh, it's nice. You know, when you're a young student, get some free tips every week from from key leaders like like Bruno and um, and Bruno. I I just wanted to kind of like start with like knowing a little bit about how your journey in the esport industry began. Just take us like to that passion, that uh, you know, uh, stage that you've been through for for wanting to be part of the esport industry. Yeah, sure. I've been there. You know, when you talk about young students and people looking for tips, I've been there. You know, uh, uh, before HR, I was already in love for games. Uh, right. I, 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 my first memory as a child was my mom and my sister playing Mega Drive. You know, I remember the game. I remember the music. That's so crazy. So game <laughs> games are, are, are a very important part of my life. You know, right. I, I here in Brazil, uh, the, the part that I live, it's it was really complicated to go out and outside to, to a kid to play because of mm. you know it was not safe and there are a lot of cars and some you know yeah. it was not a good environment to play outside. So video games were were my my friends for some time. You know, and not and yeah. I, and, I, and I say that in a very happy scenario because my mom was working, my dad was working, so my only companion were my video games sometimes, besides the time that I was at school. So for, as, as I mentioned, my first memory was a video game 
experience with my family and then I grow in love for this this industry yeah. so a lot when when I was a kid I remember saying that I wanted to work with video games I, I didn't mm. know how and, and right. why but I, I knew that I wanted that and at the, at the time esports was really 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 different from now I think the only scenario that existed was like the Seattle Counter-Strike the 1.6 uh, version yeah. and StarCraft. I think those were the only scenarios that are trying to do something that is similar from nowadays. Yeah. But it, it, it was something very decent for me. And then in 2013, in Brazil, we, we have this championship of League of Legends mm. in, in right. the World Trade Center in Sao Paulo. So it's right. a very important building like when they, they receive a lot of international events and shows and it's a, a really important Avenue, and then there was a, a game championship being being hosted there, and I was like, "What? That's so crazy!" <laughs> and then I, I realized that the, the the esports scenario was really really big, and then I start to you know watch the tournaments, not only League of Legends but Counter Strike as well, uh, anything that was that 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 I could follow, I, I was watching. Yeah. So then this passion for esports became a, a part of my life. And then I, I realized, and now more mature, I, I was already in college. I wanted to understand how I could be part of this, this scenario. Right. Working in a game industry and then working for the esports department or working for esports organization. I was trying to find my, my ways, my path in, in the esports scenario. But even though in, at that time, the, the scenario was not that mature, even in North America or Europe, we, we didn't knew any major company or major brand sponsoring any esports organization yeah the price pool was not that big at the time as, uh, yet right. and then things are started growing and of course I, I didn't find any opportunity at that time so i i i made my career in, in other industries as a nature professional and then in in last year this year actually no no it was in 2020 jaime the, the ceo of fudia posted a, a tweet mentioned that they were looking for HR professionals for Furia. And I was like, huh, that, that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> and and actually, that's the first thing that I, I, that I would like to share for, for people that are listening or watching the, the podcast, to follow people and uh, that are on the board of co companies that you admire, even not only on eSports, but for, I don't know, beverage, for sports organizations, follow right. the, the, the management, because usually they, they share those opportunities. It's a, a good way to connect with them. And maybe find an opportunity for you. And that's, that was my case. I was following Jaime because first I I, admire, I was a fan of Fudia before working for Fudia mm. because they achieve a lot of good stuff as a, a team uh, in, in the CSGO scenario and the esports scenario overall. And because Jaime, and that's the, the second tip that I, I would like to share, but not for the young suits, but for people that are working in, as a leader in, in other companies that to be approachable, you know? I know that it's impossible to reply all the messages, all the DMs, but mm. try to be uh, approachable because I, I think that opens a lot of opportunities for you to, yeah. I don't know, meet people, to connect with companies. And I think it's a good way to, it's a good way to, to, to be in social media this way. But, but then going back to the question, <laughs> uh, I talked with Jaime and then we had this conversation for we uh, at Zoom, you, you know, it was already pandemic times. Mm. And then I shared my experience. He was interested, but 
I was not actually what he was looking for exactly at the moment. Uh, my experience is more focused on recruitment, you know, on recruitment. And mm -hmm. at that time, he was looking for a, a more generalistic person for Furia. You know, people, a person that could do recruitment, but could do compensation, benefits, right. uh, talk about legal issues, a, a yeah. person that, like for like any other startup that can, you know, Most solve the problems. Tasks, you know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I, my, my career nature was more like a specialist path, you know, I, mm. I was really focused on recruitment. And then after this conversation, for coincidence or not, I, I got an opportunity at, at my company to be uh, a business partner. That is basically a role when you support a business team and you support any HR demand from them. So from salaries to recruitment to employer branding to training. So he has a, a very intense experience and, and then supported me to to be here at Furia now. Uh, one year later, he approached me. He was like, Bruno, uh, you're still interested to, to join Furia? How, how's your moment? Can can we talk? And I was like, sure, let's talk. Yeah, I was, yes, of course. <laughs> I was, yes, of course, by inside, but outside I was like, no, yeah, sure. Playing, you know, <laughs> trying to be hard, but in inside I was like, oh my God, I want to join Furia. For, of course, yeah. for sure, and then I'm here. So that's awesome. a, a little bit of my story. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I think it's always interesting when it comes to esports too, though. It's sort of like because you're talking about Twitter, right? And I feel like yeah. I, I don't even get it. Like, why is the esports community just so focused on Twitter? Like that. That's yeah. that for me so much. Like how that became like the platform that the esports community and all this stuff is. Is, is working, you know? Like, I, I'm, I'm not a social media specialist, but from what I, I heard from, from our social media specialists is that Twitter is it's a very organic social media. So for example, in, in Instagram, you have to, it's easier to connect through via Twitter, you know? In Instagram, mm -hmm. you can like a photo, you can send a DM, but but in Twitter, everything's open. And then you can see, uh, when, for example, Foodie is playing, you can see all the fan base of Foodie cheering for you and sending memes and say mm. sending good energy for your team and then you can see the other team that is playing against you doing the same right. thing and then the the fan yeah. base conflicts but right. it's like no foot is better than you and then the other yeah. team responds yeah, so i think it's and all this stuff right? yeah exactly it's a very organic social media so i, th I think that's not, not only esports but it's sports as well i, I think yeah. here in brazil actually the the clubs from soccer mostly uh, they are growing really fast in twitter because People from the traditional sports are also discovering Twitter, and they say, "Man, I, I can play. I can, you know, make fun for my uh, of my friend that cheers for another team Twitter. So right. I, I'm going to do that. And Facebook in Brazil is, is in in a downgrade at the moment, so I think Twitter yeah. is a good replacement for that. Well, well, I think it's it's interesting how you say about being approachable, right? And I feel like, especially on Twitter too, I, I feel like even brands mm -hmm. are way more like you know responding to you or like yeah. being more like how can I say like more open and approachable to like whomever, which, which is always very fascinating, you know, like, I, yeah. I, I don't know if you're familiar, but like, I don't want to go too much out of this <laughs> and out of our, <laughs> our initial conversation. No, it's, but, but that's a good, but, that's a good point. But, uh, <laughs> but I don't know if you're uh, familiar with like um, the, the Twitter of account of uh, Rome, like the, the football club in. Uh, yeah. 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 So, so they're, they actually ended up being quite famous on Twitter because their mod or like their moderator there or whoever is creating or controlling their account, the, the, the yeah. Rome English account, like they, they just went everywhere and they created this enormous hype, you know, for their brand on Twitter, which was like 
crazy you know and and, and yeah. it's, it's very mind-baffling like how they're able to do that and, and we're actually very proud as sporting global that we're being <laughs> followed by rome nice congratulations so yeah yeah so that's always cool congrats <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah it's it, it's a fun story and and, and yeah. it was caught my attention of like why is twitter the like preferred channel for esports and like streamers and stuff but i think it makes a lot of sense what you're talking about right there and we might have to talk with the social media at Twitter as well to to dig a little yeah. deeper into that on the- no he's an amazing person i can send his content later <laughs> and also something that i i just had an insight just to finish this topic yeah. is because different from traditional sports we don't have many presidential events that the fans can go there and yeah. cheer for the team face to face so twitter it's kind of a virtual stadium for them you know right and it's very like live engaging right in there yeah it exactly makes, makes a lot of sense but but let's dive a little bit into like your passion i guess for hr and recruiting because i mean like obviously you know we we, we learned how your passion for gaming came to life yeah. but, but but why why hr why re recruiting what is it about that that you wanted to to yeah. explore actually it's connected to gaming because as an animation i wanted to work with video games but yeah. there's not that many opportunities at the time so I, i tried to find myself a career that could bring those same emotions that i had playing video games mm. and one of my favorite genres in video gaming is management management <laughs> it's yeah. kind of ironic <laughs> like those sim simulators and right. management games and yeah. rpgs as well and part of those games is scouting and recruiting uh, characters yeah. for your team right so right. basically it's the same thing that i did for a, lo a lot of time yeah. trying instead instead of i don't know searching for the best pokemon or for the best mage for my team i was searching for the best software engineer for the best uh key manager account for those departments so in essential is the same thing is the same yeah. experience so when, when i find that specific player that is perfect to the thing i was like yes i, I, I got that <laughs> that player and it's the same energy when I, i i send an offer when when someone that is really good on the market join joining the companies i was recruiting for so awesome. it's actually connects the game to game as well this That, passion I, for I, hr I, i never thought about that but i, I love that yeah. analogy how you just you know connecting that dots and 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 like more importantly as well that you get that same feeling as like oh i'm actually you know searching yeah. and, and finding that the best possible person for for the job in the organization that yeah that's that's that, that's fantastic and 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 i guess like so obviously as you mentioned you were working for you know some some you know several tech companies you know before mm -hmm. going to furia and and now kind of like you know working in esports like what what is sort of like been the biggest difference that you've been seeing transitioning into esports in terms of recruitment because i guess like it, it, it's a different kind of industry yeah definitely they are very different uh i think the demands of each industry is very different for example i i think globally there was this boom of technology every company needed a software engineer need a tech leader a cto to support the business demands because right. a lot of things things changing from the, this last decade yeah. so it was really hard to compete in this scenario you know so for example if you're working for a banking company when you when you hire a tech engineer he, he doesn't need to know banking he can learn banking as soon as he's joined the company or in the onboard of the company he needs to learn how to he needs to know how to code he need he needs to know how to make a good product that's the, the competence they're looking for right. not not to I, i'm not saying that those companies do not look for cultural 
values for soft skills but in the end they need to make the business happen yeah because yeah. you have you have a lot of other departments and a lot of people there that is passion for for the culture of the bank of the i don't know other industries that you're working for in esports for being something new a lot of people doesn't even have an idea of what uh, esports comp company does so mm. so that's the first difficult the first uh, thing that is complicated for for esports of course there are a lot of people that are passion of uh, about esports they love esports they love Furia or the or any other esports organization that you're yeah. recruiting for sure but when you talk um, for more traditional positions like uh, i don't know uh, every company need a, a finance manager or a cfo or a, a, a head of legal or yeah. someone to be your public relations manager you know those more traditional roles for any company and usually those people that are more senior they have their mid-20s mid-40s and they're not connected to esports mm -hmm. so you need to explain that that's not uh that's it's very serious it's it, for example the the introduction that you, you gave to, to to the podcast people doesn't know that there's a lot of money uh, around esports scenario right. the esports industry people usually tends to to look for uh, to, to see the, the the fun the passion about the scenario that is mm -hmm. really important for us of course but people tends to underestimate the, the business potential of esports you know right. when you talk about food for example we were the first company to have the nike sponsorship in the whole world That's you know it. nike nike decided to bet in food because they understand that esports is growing and that food could represent their brand in esports right. uh, we have we have now santander as a sponsor for food it's like a european bank that is yeah. investing in esports so people need bank, you know it's... exactly exactly so no nowadays is not that hard to you know explain that esports it's a serious business yeah. as well but sometimes you have these struggles you know uh, and when you talk uh, when when you're representing a bank uh, uh, industry that is more traditional people knows that they it's serious but then sometimes right. in esports you have this you know no no it's, it's not it's, it's not a game it's not for fun we actually have a business plan we have investors we have sponsors it's right. actually a, a, a it's, it's a normal company but our business model is related to esports that's the only difference yeah and, and and i guess like you know it's it's been you know changing so fast you know and, and yeah. growing so fast that yeah. that it, it's like unless you're in that bubble you kind of like you're not aware right and and i yeah. guess like even for sports in like the general sport industry too was sort of like like okay what is this esporting you know like even they were yeah kind of yeah, like, yeah yeah you know is this even going to be like a legit thing you know and and, yeah. and then you start like digging in there and realizing well there's a lot of potential and there's a mm -hmm. lot of you know potential for collaborations and and a lot of you know and then you saw like how you know professional football teams and other teams were like okay we're creating our esport branch you know and the esport team yeah. out of this too so so it, it, it's like um it's been a very fast moving industry and i guess like just just for you as well like just being part of the team for you know since, since last year i guess like a lot has happened just even in that year and, yeah. and i guess like how how is sort of like what, what have you seen like especially during the pandemic though i guess because the esport industry kind of like were one of the ones that were able to kind of like continuously growing of course it had to change a little bit but at the same time yeah. You know, you could kind of like still 
compete, you know, which was yeah. guess, the, the, the most important thing. How, how has that sort of like been, been for you and being part of that? Yeah, it's very crazy because uh, before joining Furia, I was working for a beverage company mm. and, and basically, you know, bars, restaurants, events that are were really important for the revenue of the company. They just, they couldn't, re, they couldn't happen anymore. You know, bars right. were closed, shows, events were canceled. So yeah. it was a really impact for the company, not only about pro selling products, but also for sponsorship partnerships, you know, uh, the, the, those, those companies, they have different ways of uh, acquiring revenue. Right. And it, it was like crazy, you know, people were yeah. talking about how we could be more efficient, how we could be more digital, how we could get clients through platforms through through apps you know there was this major discussion about how we could be more digital and when mm -hmm. i came to furia they were like we're already digital you know yeah. <laughs> most part of our you know audience is right. watching through twitch watching through youtube yeah you know following us through twitter as we discussed yeah so basically the discussion that you have is like okay how we can grow faster during the pandemic. Mm. Of course, we missed the, the events. Actually, Fude is going to play a presidential event after one year and a half uh, of pauses in, in those championships. Yeah. They're playing in, in Cologne. So, nice. but, but still, yeah, yeah. But but still, we, we, I, I don't think they're going to receive any audience. It's only the teams sure. playing. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we had our Rainbow Six team playing the, the World Championship and it was the same structure, you know, only the teams, only the players. Yeah not just the 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 production for for the the the, the streaming so sure. things are changing slowly when you talk about events but in terms of business it, it was really crazy for esports and i think it was of course we had impacts because people had to work from remotely yep. there are some things that actually happens face to face when you talk about commercial meetings and, and those stuff right. but in the end when you see the numbers forbes made a report in december of 2020 showing the top 10 companies of esports in terms of valuation and most of them they they didn't grow but they didn't actually lose valuation right when you compare to other industries that a lot of companies yeah. had an impact of revenue and everything esports was stable in this crazy year so i, right. I think it's a good sign when you talk about industry the industry overall and for food it was the same thing you know we i, I think we started 2021 with i don't know uh i don't know don't remember the exact number let's say uh our numbers of fans in social media double in, in four or five months wow. because people need to follow our social media to follow right, the team yeah, because, because everything's online yeah, yeah yeah exactly so it, it was really crazy so it, it was a, a very major shift of mindset you know when i was a company that was trying to understand how we could how they could make the process more digital and then joining a company that is already digital. Yeah. We have our struggles, of course. We're not yeah. saying that everything is easy, but yeah. definitely it, it was a, a, a more soft impact for us than the other industries. Right. And sure. that kind of explains why, you know, the esport industry kind of like kept kept going, you know, kind of like as yep. normal because they were already, yep. you know, in, in the places where it, it didn't change much besides like the people attending the physical events and, and competitions yeah. but in most cases that was just the major you know championships and the finals so you know b besides that it, it was kind of like okay well we're still streaming you know digitally we're exactly. still, like, having our communication digitally and that, yeah. that makes make, makes a lot of sense and 
I, I want us to like you know go a little bit into your recruitment head, you know, and like okay, you're sitting down and then going back to evaluating all these people and candidates, and and I guess like what are some of the key mistakes that you see for people when applying? Because obviously, you know, there's a lot of young people, you know, that wants to get into different kind of jobs mm-hmm. and roles, of course, and and then uh, we we want to help them out a little bit, like give yeah. them some so some tips and provide them. So sure. from your side, what are some of the key mistakes that you've seen? And I guess like what are some of the general tips that you have on ways they can improve? Yeah, when talk about young students, people that are trying, they don't have a lot of experience yet. I think the, the major mistake is that they they don't know how to sell themselves. You mm. know, I, I know that sell is, is a really harsh word, yeah. but in, in the end, that's it. You know, you have to sell yourself to any company to browse the interest for, you know, have an interview, to have an opportunity. Yeah. But I, I think sell is harsh. I, I, let's say branding. People have yeah. some issues to brand themselves in, in the market because right. for example, uh, I have a lot of, I receive a lot of messages from different students from different universities, from different degrees, asking if they can join Fudia or how they can join Fudia. And I was like, listen, b- before before asking you to join Fudia, I need to have a, you need to sh- offer me something, you know, right. uh, offer me a value. skill. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's where, where I see where some students shines compared to others, you know, they're let's see uh, i think last month we have an internship recruitment uh process for a a, a spot here in the legal team mm-hmm. and we had people that were just legal students that weren't the, their first internship and they say oh i'm really a hard, a hard worker i i don't know uh, i have this those cars i have those projects please hire me and then we have the, the those applications that were like i'm a good student i'm a hard worker but I have this project here that was the, I did on my first semester. That it was a study about esports in Brazil. I have this project here that supports. We had this group discussion in university that we discussed cases from companies, and I brought this case from that company in Brazil about that case in esports. So in the end, we know it's complicated because we know that it's hard to have your first experience because companies tend to ask about your previous experience, but you don't have any experience because you're looking for a first experience yeah. paradox. But in the end, it, it's it's how you can make a, a portfolio of your profile and your, how you, would you, how would you, how, your potential in the end, you know, because yeah. I can see, it, at least show me interest in, in the position, yeah. in the right. company. And also that's a, 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 another mistake, people that just doesn't study the, the company. And I, I, you don't need to go deep. Of course, if you go deep, that's a, a very interesting thing to do. But if you're a student, just you know, do the basic. You search for the history of the company, when it was created, uh, what's the business model. Yeah. If it's an esports company, what are the major sponsors, the teams, you know, for a traditional company, try to see report, financial reports, I don't know, just, do the basic, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, because that's something that a lot of young students tends to to miss, you know. And right. anytime that a student has this approach with me, I say, okay, even though that I don't have the, the opportunity for this person at the moment, I'm going to remember him, you know, because mm. he caught my attention. Right. Because for, for me, that's potential, you know. People tend to say that talent and potential is something very difficult to, to, to see. But for me, it's very clear. Basically, if the person try to do anything that is go the, the extra mile, 
mm. it, it shows yeah. me potential you know so uh, i think it's it's simple but it's hard because you yeah. know you're, you're you're joining a market that is very aggressive nowadays because we have the pandemic and everything but for young students just try to do your best you know try to study uh, the companies uh, uh, try to use the university for you you know a lot of universities have had those programs for students that they can uh, have mock cases they can have discussion panels they can approach your teachers you know have try to have projects projects that support you in, in an interview or even in your professional life you know the, i think universities are is a good way to acquire experience that is not professional but it's still uh, are very important experience for your resume yeah 100% and i mean like it just comes down to that interest right and that that yeah. passion and showcasing that and then you know we talk a lot about like you know, how do you separate yourself? And, and I mean, like you're talking about branding. I mean, like we, we talk about sales and branding and all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, like learning how to sell yourself, you know, and like, you know, in, in, in everything you do, you know, like if you're doing asking for an interview, if you're asking for like just a conversation with somebody like that's sales, you know, like exactly. at the end of the day, that's branding. And, and I think like, as you said, this like how do you showcase that okay i want to be part of this industry and of course like the basic stuff as you said like know the company you know understand yeah. what they do because like as, as a company as well and as, as you're talking about like you will ask them okay what do we do like mm -hmm. uh, what do you know about us you know and if you don't know anything yeah. about them like how do you expect to 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 be working there you know and, so it's yeah and i remember a story of i think it was a marketing director of a really important agency in brazil yeah. saying that he got his first experience his, his first job saying that he had a band and then the the, the company was like okay but why having a band is good for our company and i was explained no because as a band manager as a as, as, when you create a band you have to be your own manager you have to create your brand you have mm -hmm. to approach bars and pubs to get an opportunity to play in their van right. in those venues and then you have to be your financial manager because you have to manage the budget of the the band to right. use for studios for transport and everything and and then explain it's not it's not the experience itself, but how you can make those experiences valid for your professional life. So yeah, really even really. it's it's a personal life, personal life experience, like having a band, it still counts for the interview. It still counts for your resume. You know, it's just how you can, how how you build the the the, the, the storyline for the, right. the opportunity. I mean, like, yeah, and if there's something about like learning from the esports industry is all those streamers and their ability to create a good storyline, you know, yeah, like that's, exactly. the, that's your inspiration right there for everyone that are, are, are listening. And uh, I guess like if, if you want to look a little bit more into, you know, what exactly is important for Furia though, esports as a team, when you guys are looking to recruit new people, what, what are some of the things that grabs your attention like that that is very important for furia yeah that, that's a good really good question uh here in brazil even though that we're growing really fast i think i think the scenario overall is still a little bit amateur and when i talk about when i say amateur is not saying that we are playing here but 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 amateur in the terms of like traditional sports i, I can imagine that that football basketball those scenarios suffer in the those first years like like 100 years ago uh, we didn't knew that those clubs that are just playing tournaments were become major brands and have multi-millionaire multi revenues right. and I, I think same for esports even though they were growing faster than probably though those sports growth in one year 100 years late before <laughs> so 
a lot of people here in Brazil see still see esports as something just to have fun and something to ha have this connection with passion. Sure. Again, this is really important for Fulia. We really need people that have this passion. Even yeah. though you're you're not a fan of esports, you have this passion of things happening. You know, you have to be passionate about something that is connected to, to your work. But right. at the same time, we're looking for people that can make the right calls, the right decisions with good experience, you know? Mm. So so that's basically to, to find this fit with people that have, had the technical capacities of the position and has this passion of esports, a passion of growth, passion of challenges to have this DNA of Furia that we, we, we say to, to ourselves here in, in the, the, the meetings. Right. So I, I think that's the ma major, the major thing that we're looking for anyone that applies to food that, that the person has this passion for challenges or for esports yeah. and still has the technical capabilities of making this happen for for us yeah no for sure and i mean like i wanted to touch a little bit on to the community side as well though of of esports and i guess like for furia too because as we talked about earlier with social media and like you know staying yeah. so close to the fans I, I i felt as well like you know now like as we are you know more and more into the esports world it, it it's a very um family you know community even like with the partners with the sponsors yeah like, with the brands like how, how does that sort of like play in into the part of of, of furia and i guess like also for your recruitment no definitely i th i think community played a major part here for furia as we mentioned we we try to have this global approach because we play yeah. global events and everything but the brazilian fans they are really passionate and, yeah. and that's that's really good for us and for any other esports that that is working in brazil that's i think that's the main reason that companies from europe or north america have brazil operations so we have team liquid we have phase we have tsm we, we have things that are investing in brazil because they know the potential of the brazilian fan base right. and 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 that that applies to us definitely i, I think the as again when when I, when I mentioned about being approachable i think that's the major difference between sports and esports you know of course there are some players in in traditional sports that are having this approach you know yeah. open streams talking with fans and everything yeah. but i think the major difference between esports and sports it's for example let's take neymar as an example because right. he, he he's he's a major everyone knows show. neymar <laughs> yeah yeah more or less it's it's impossible. It's basically impossible for me to play a, a football match against Neymar or with yeah. Neymar. It's impossible. Sure. But when we talk about esports, right? It's not impossible to have a, a match with the top one player in the world of uh, a game or the top one team uh, that that is at the moment. Because basically, if you're playing in the serve in the same server, you can find this person. Basically, you just yeah. have to be on the same rank. That's it. Right. You can have a match against Neymar, against Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo of esports. Yeah. And I'm not trying to to brought a romantic view. It's, it's the reality, you know. There are a lot of videos that I played against this player. I I had that player joined my team for that match. So we have a lot of this content on YouTube. So I I think that that creates the, the storyline that esports it's something that anyone can do, mm. different from traditional sports because they. In, of course, in traditional in esports, we have this. There are some talent attributes for players. There are also financial attributes because you have to have a computer or have a mobile phone. Yeah. But in the end, 
it's almost possible for anyone to be a, a professional esport player. When you talk about volleyball, for example, I, I cannot play volleyball in a professional level. I have uh, my my height doesn't allow it. Or right. for the same thing for basketball. I mean, you can, but it wouldn't work very yeah, well. <laughs> I could be a libero in, in volleyball, but basketball will be impossible for yeah, me. Yeah. So in this part, that's that's you you can be yellow, black, white. You can be man a woman you can be straight gay yeah. bisexual it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you just right. have to be good at the server so i think that's why the the community is so passionate about it and has this connection true connection with, with the players it's, right. it's different it's different when you talk about traditional sports when when you see let's say cobrian michael jordan they're like gods idols it's they are almost un, untouchable but here in esports, when, when I see a player interacting with, uh, when I see a fan interacting with our players, it's yeah. like they're friends. It's, they they have a different right. relation. Like, no, I know you. You you. We play together. Or or when they're streaming, they they have this conversation on the chat of the stream. Yeah. They, the connections are different. Of course, they're right. idols. They're people that are legends sure. in esports, but still, it's different. It's different when you compare to the legends of the traditional sports. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I completely agree. And it's a really valid point because you get get a lot closer to, I guess, like the the, the, the stars of the, the esport world, you know, like suddenly like you have that, you know, direct link. And as you said, you know, maybe even, you you know, being able to play with them if you're in the same server or, or even like joining them on the same team. Uh, so it, it's like it creates a lot more closer relationship to the athletes and and as you said like that open policy and i guess like it's just that warmness and then approachable that is also very important i guess for the streamers and for the players as well to to have and learn you know i guess like when you're representing a a professional team as well like furia is that okay well you of course you're representing you know furia but you're also building your brand and you sort of like building a community not only for yourself but before exactly. that brand as well and i guess that's a that's a very key point yeah and just to connect with the the, the question uh, with recruitment this reflects a, a, a recruitment very clear for me because different from other companies where i had to invest budget i have to invest in in in, in media to have my posts and have my job opportunities to be uh to be announcing in different platforms, mm-hmm. I didn't have to spend any money with recruiting in Furia at the moment. Right. Basically, if I post something on Twitter, the fans of Furia they 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 support the team for anything. It, it could be a, a a match day or it could be just you know a, a recruitment post. And they were like, no, let, let's try to find this person for Furia, and they tag their their friends, and then yeah. it's very organic. So everything it's it's supported by the community so the community plays a major role for Furia in any aspect in hr in financial in legal yeah. commercial you know it, it's it's really good to have this passion by supporting you i i didn't have this experience in any any other company and, and i worked for cool companies you know right, and, right. and it's the first time that i have this kind of approach in recruitment that, that people are actually helping me to find people <laughs> so in, right. in a very no, organic I, way i guess like it comes down to the whole uh, your relationship to the organization, right? And kind of like yeah. how close you are to them. Because I yeah. guess like, you know, you're talking about your other cool companies, you know, which is, you know, more, I guess, corporate, you know, and then yeah. you know, like that corporate culture. And, and that's that's always like a challenge when you kind of like become very big. And I guess like the esport industry, although 
you know, they're still kind of small, I guess, in a sense, like compared yeah. to like major teams and everything. Definitely. They're, they're still, they're still growing quite fast and there's, you know, increasingly becoming, uh, I wouldn't say corporate, but, but a big, big company. And hence, yeah. that's going to be interesting as well. Like how do you maintain that? Right. So you don't lose that community feeling. And I guess that's a very important part of, of your job too, you know, in yeah. of, of, of keeping exactly. that. Uh, but, but if, if we want to sort of like, I guess, wrap this all up in like the final question and and provide them with like some i guess final tips you know for mm -hmm. for any student out there that that just wants to get their foot in the esport industry like where do you begin how do you how do you start and and, and yeah what, what what final tips do you have for them sure uh i, I think that the question that you had to make for yourself and not only for the students that that are looking for an opportunity in the esports industry is try to understand what are the the things or or the 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 content or I I don't know try to understand what are the things that that you know brings your passion out of you you know because that's going to be your to be your backbone when you talk about professional life you know it's i know it's a, a tricky question because it's compl it's hard to understand what are things that make you feel happy as a professional when you're still studying yeah but try to you know be go to events talk with professionals talk to your teachers try to see the the classes uh, as uh you know a taste of the professional life to understand if, if this kind of uh of class is interesting for me and yep. then when you realize what kind of segment or what kind of specialization you're going to look to work for and study for then try to connect that with esports you know as i mentioned in, in the example of the legal students you know don't be the best legal student as possible and try to connect that with esports so try to create a group of discussion about legal cases in esports or if you're an engineer try to discuss case about apps in sports scenario try to build your own app as a student you know try to cre create your portfolio that is connected with your your academic uh, background mm -hmm. and then try to 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 make your own way to to esports now definitely uh, uh something that really caught my attention is people that had their thesis their master thesis about esports they had a project right. that was sponsored by a teacher or they're made by a group of students with esports you know you, you have a lot of things to explore in university that can be your portfolio for for the the professional market and even though that you you don't have this first opportunity in esports definitely other companies from other industries are going to have a, a good good view about those projects because in the end is doing something to showcase for for the world you know and yeah. of course eventually you're going to find your own way to esports just like i did you know i i never thought that i could i was going to be an hr manager that soon and i would never imagine that i could be an hr manager at an esports companies that soon and that happened but really? at the same time i was working my way through you know working yeah. for tech companies working for beverage companies because i know that those experiences are really really important for any company so that's another tip that I, I i give to students try to understand what are the the skills that companies are looking for don't don't study something for the money that's not my point but try to understand how you can be more sexy for companies you know there, there are some 
trends that you can understand for any any profession for any any industry and and try to how to understand how you can be part of that trend and if that trend is it's interesting for you as well as i mentioned you have to you have to be interested for that to to be sustainable because if you're going to do it do only for the money you're going to burn out really soon so i i know i know that because i know some cases so yeah it, it's i know that it's a little bit romantic but in the end that, that i think that's very true try to find something that brought your passion try to connect that with the thing that you want to work for if it's esport try to connect with esport if it's traditional sports try to connect with traditional sports if it's banking try to connect with banking yeah. and then someday eventually you're going to have an opportunity that is going to to be really good for you so in the meantime just try your best try to get the best of the opportunities that you're going to be offered and in the end uh, you're going to find yourself in, in a really good position in a really good company and i hope that this advice is going to, to support you guys and help any young student that is watching or listening this the podcast well I, i'm 100 sure it will and if there's one thing we can finalize for sure is that both esports and sport is is romantic you know it's uh yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah Well, uh, Bruno, I would like to thank you, you know, so much for taking the time uh, for sharing your tips and advice with all of us. And if you have been able to stay true here throughout the entire episode, you've been getting some key tips and insights, you know, if you haven't already, you know, make sure to like the video, subscribe as well. We really appreciate that. And we will talking with key leaders every week representing sports, esports, you know, the entire global industry. So whomever is out there, you know, will uh, you'll get a lot of insights and, and, and tips that will help you guide you because that, that's our philosophy at Sporting Global. We want you to find people and relate to stories that will help you, inspire you and motivate you to find your passion and succeed in the industry. So with that, Bruno, thank you once again. And um, I got to finish up with some Norwegian though. So you got to learn some Norwegian from us. Okay, let's go. Right. <laughs> so we always finish uh, every video with Visnakkes, which means see you later in Norwegian. So Oh, okay. <laughs> Visnaks, is that correct? Visnakkes, yeah. Visnakkes. There you go. Perfect, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thanks so Thank much, Ole. It was a pleasure. <laughs>